Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer, so naturally when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. Four more. Oh, that was t- terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's just awful. Perfect. Immediate fail. Hasn't been Intro a long day fail. at all. Nope, not at all. Week five is in the joint. It's already underway, and it's raining in Texas. <laughs> Man, if you if it, it would have been like Detroit or something, that would have been great, because then it would have rhymed, and I would have been really No, impressed. it's all about not rhyming. Now, hey, yeah, Keepers your, Podcast. Your freestyle <laughs> skills are on point tonight. Yes. Uh, man, we're already four weeks into the fantasy seasons. Right. You, if you're all as lucky as uh, myself, Here we go. then you're 4-0. If you're mediocre, well, might be 2-2. Two two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Enjoy it while you can. I'm enjoying this because I while you can, have I'm played saying. fantasy sports for 25 years. It's just because you drew yourself the first draft pick. Anyone who had Sophia Smith would be 4-0 this year. I love how you say... Honestly, if I drafted second, third, fourth, I I think I I'm confident I'm still I'm still winning the league. No, yes, absolutely not. I mean we we're not doing this on the show today, but if you want to go back and look at the draft results, they are available. We're gonna do that on a future show. We're gonna do the Sophia Smith effect, and we're gonna like minus her points down but to then like, plus someone else. No, we'll just say like instead of having someone who scores like twenty five points every week, you have someone that scores twelve every week. Perfect. And I, I could give you the, uh, right now, I could give you what I've won each week by, and I think I'd be a good. Week one, I won by uh, 77. Okay, wait, though. Week two, 19. Stand by. Week three, 20. And then last week, I won by uh, 58. <laughs> so, I mean. Okay, but, okay. Week two, you won by 19. Yeah. But Sophia Smith scored 42 points. Great. So, if you subtract about <laughs> 30 points from that, <laughs> then you don't win. You're just so... You're, that's one week. Okay, what about week three? I, I killed it. I won by 20. I didn't have a great week, but I beat I beat our friend Jeannie. All right. Yeah, so I would have lost to you that week. So it's all yeah, about exactly. if you're learning one thing from exactly. fantasy. You would have lost to me. Is that it's early, so being 4-0 doesn't really matter, and being 2-2 two, uh, two two doesn't really matter, and being 0-4 doesn't really matter. So uh, you've come to the right place for the fantasy advice. But first... We got some newsy elements. Yeah. What we got? Um, a couple of things I'm excited about. The TST tournament is going to be uh, Legends playing for $100 million. I'm excited to hear that uh, Heather O'Reilly pulled an all-female team of Legends together that Mia Hamm is going to coach. And this is a co-ed tournament, so that makes me want to watch it because I'm going to be excited about um, how they're stacking oh, up. Oh, it's co-ed? Against the, yeah. Uh-huh. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought it was all women. No, nope, it's co-ed. Oh, most of the teams are expected to be mixed, but Hayov did this all female team. So can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. That's exciting. And I'm also excited that FIFA did something right. 
um, I which won't is, give them the clap. <laughs> which, yeah, I don't think they get the clap. Not clapping. Um, but they did value the there. the women's World Cup broadcast rights at three hundred million, uh, and this is important because they said that they they expect the value only to increase, and that they'd already turned away a couple of offers for the broadcast rights because they felt that they were undervaluing it. So in just a couple of years, we've gone from women's sports don't make money, let's not put them on TV, to women's sports make a ton of money and are only expected to make more. So like props to FIFA for holding out for the value that women deserve. I know they're only doing it because they want to make the most money possible, but we'll still take the win. I love it. Okay, great. (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) Wow. Can I add something to that point? Yeah. I was just thinking about this, watching this game in Houston and the value of the league and, um, Women's sports have a giant hill to climb because of the they weren't allowed to have sports for so many years in the pro leagues. So the men have all these. Um, if you go back football, they base so much of it on archival footage that's like no helmets and mud and rain and snow and craziness. Like when they let you play in the most horrible conditions physically and in the world. And then they they show these things. But I think now that they cancel every sport now on the first sign of lightning within like 10 miles and heavy rains. But we need, and they they should say like, hey, there's going to be a a couple years where we're going to bend the rules a little bit. Um, Like fans, you got to go take shelter. But we're going to keep playing. It's a player sign a waiver. And we're going to play these crazy games in the rain and the snow and the craziness because we need some like badass footage for our to build our league because we don't have the uh, luxury that the men's leagues have of like showing someone get their helmet knocked off and mud in their teeth from 1975, (laughs) you know, and getting concussions and suing the league and, you know, whatever. But they don't have that luxury. They don't, you know, and um, you got to build the league on something. And I, I'm just, I'm kind of, you know, it's half tongue in cheek, but I think uh, it's, it, it made me kind of a little angry that they all started walking in. I was like, ah, oh, there's lightning in the area. Yeah. So, you know, come on. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I just, I, we talk a lot about building the value of the league and that's um, domestically, but now this is internationally. And my goal is hopefully that one day the domestically gets a bigger valuation, but that's going to be very difficult. But at least an equal valuation, I'd be happy. Yeah. What else you got? I'm introducing a new block. I, I want a new segment. We're, we can call this A.5 block. Mm. This is the gripes block. I like a, oh man, yeah. I should have a gripe, a <laughs> uh, gripe drop. Yeah, yeah we I definitely, don't. let's, let's put that on deck for next but time. Wait, we'll just go Megan. All right. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. So my gripe this week is why do our refs suck in particular? Oh man. I why do our Angel City refs suck? Because we should be top of the league right now for our home games. Our home opener, we lost... 2-1. We should have won it 2-1. A bad call. But we got a goal rolled back for I don't know what the fuck VAR application and we got a penalty kick, right? Am I remembering this right? We got a penalty kick for like no reason. Um, yeah, the Midge purse. Was that Midge? Yeah, she Yeah, yeah, yeah. she nailed, she drilled it in. Yeah, and then we uh, we tied Louisville 2-2. Great comeback. Yeah, that game should have been Two one max. That was another one where. Oh yeah, bad call early. Yeah, really bad call early. 
um, you they call, I think they call it a penalty kick on the person who tripped over the other person's leg. So if you're the person that's tripping over someone's leg, you're not committing the penalty. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, had a different ref. This just this last weekend, equally as bad. <laughs> so apparently, it doesn't matter by gender. It doesn't matter. Like it was equally as bad. We uh, we lost two zero. And it's a little bit our fault because we got rattled and we lost mental focus and uh, like gave up a goal because of it. But the reason that we lost mental focus is because there was two handballs in a row. One of them in the box should have been a penalty kick, wasn't called. So, I mean, we could have conceivably won one zero if we lost two zero. So anyway, why do our refs suck? Could they please be better trained? Could they please have higher standards? And could they please be held accountable for their poor decisions? Um, there's a lot of things you said there. One is when we go to Angel City games, we sit near the goal. So we have a lot of good angles. So we actually really we do def- see this stuff. Like, we I'm, definitely saw yeah. there was a clear hold on McCaskill's jersey once too in the box. Um, that was not called. Um, Paige Nielsen was talking about some missed calls on Twitter uh, with Alex Morgan. Um, it's funny because you've been, okay, you're an OG in... You watched the Twins win a couple World Series. Um, you know, you've seen some epic moments. Um, but I have watched more day-to-day sports and been in, and been involved. Oh, certainly. Um, over the years, just being like, this is my team. I'm watching every game, especially mm-hmm. when I was growing up. And I'm a little, what do they call it, when you're a little blind to it now or a little glazed over. Like, when like you, you're a nerd to it? Yeah. Because... I mean, I watched the Cleveland Browns for decades, which is hilarious that I did that. But um, <laughs> wasn't going to say it, but but you just get you just get uh, numb to it. That's what I'm trying to say. You get yeah. numb to it because there's just bad calls everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm not watching as many games. Like I watch every Angel City game, but I'm not um, as keen as everyone on everyone else's bad calls. But I know there has been some VAR screw ups. But it is frustrating. It, I guess I'm just numb to it, and I come away from the game going, "Man, that sucked." Like, and I, we can blame the refs a little bit, but we can also blame our coaching was horrible. But it was bad. Yeah, there were some was bad, bad coaching bad, some decisions. Bad I don't understand. Um, but I'm going to challenge that a little bit because, okay, yeah, I see your point I, about like, I like there's, your fire. There's, there's like, <laughs> I, I want to be angry about it. I'm just, I don't know how much anger I have left after those years. It'll come back. I just think like there, there is like a, a, a tolerance level for like, yes, refs are going to make mistakes, but these are like egregious mistakes. They're bad. Missing a penalty in the box, calling a penalty in the box that wasn't one multiple times. I don't even know what the hell that thing was with VAR. Like if you, you know, you missed a foul 15 seconds earlier, like you just let it ride. You don't, like you can't roll a goal back that's like halfway down the field later. Um, I, This is one thing they should take after the, uh, I know the NBA and NFL has done this. There's probably plenty of other leagues, but I haven't, seen them come out usually sometimes they'll come out in these leagues and say our ref missed this call you know our bad but yeah, there's, there's at least accountability that the ref's getting called out publicly yes and it should also be like you have to go to remedial ref school yeah they probably aren't paying these refs a lot which is probably a big problem yeah that's fair um, so we need to make sure that the refs are getting uh paid uh well if you're gonna get completely bashed in the public 
and have to be accountable. Uh, let's pay them a lot first. That's my order of operations. Pay them lots, then make them accountable. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it works in reverse, it's just going to get worse. All right. So. Uh, do you have a gripe of the week? Since I... Yeah, uh, I was watching this game tonight on, on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount Plus quality has been shit. We didn't talk... It's been a couple of weeks, but... They had, they had some broadcasts go down. Yeah, it looked like you were watching you Atari couldn't watch from them. 1985. Couldn't watch them. It was just a screensaver. And then today, during the Houston game against North Carolina, there was no score bug. I just wanted to know what the score of the game was. And I had the game on for five minutes, and I didn't know what the score was. And so I just was like, okay, I'm prepping for this pod, and I'll watch the highlights. But it's annoying. And I, I really think, you know... There's some good people over at CBS that have podcasts on the league. And I don't want them to be, you know, uh, out of a gig because, you know, there's there's really good women's soccer coverage on CBS. But I want to see what the offers will be once this contract's up. Because um, I think there's some better streaming providers than this. Uh, you, you know, it's just bad. It's just bad. So, and not to mention when it was on CBS Sports Network, which is on cable, which we have, you know, YouTube TV it was cutting in and out and mm -hmm. I go on uh, social and people are complaining about the feed cutting in and out. So they yeah, need to improve. There's no this. excuse for that. Just like put, it's bad, put investment in it. It's bad. Yeah. All right. My husband, the graphics producer for sports has spoken. Yep. Um, you want to get panicky? Yeah, let's do it. You want to hear me say it? You want to break me down? All right. I'm afraid for the first time in my life. I'm afraid. Thanks Rocky. <laughs> um, we are doing a panic draft. If you're like, what? Yeah. What does that mean, Jared? Well, it could mean that you had a, you already had one at the beginning of the year and you just panicked and draft. Um, or you're four weeks in and you're worried about a bunch of players. People aren't up to snuff. Yeah. They're not playing as well they, as they did last year. You're worried. You're like, should I drop them? Should I trade them? Well, Holly and I are going to help you figure that out because we're bringing uh, to the first time ever to the pod the panic draft where we will be drafting players based on how panicked we are on each player and then comparing our five person team to each other and say, I'd be much yeah. more worried to have this. Who team is the most here. anxiety producing squad? So um, I'm going to be a gentleman and I'm going to uh, have Holly lead off. All right. So round one, Holly, who are you picking? This could be a controversial pick, draft? but I am the number one player that I'm most panicked about is my first round draft pick, Dabinia. Oh! And here's why. Wasn't even on my list. Because last year she averaged, like, she averaged 23 points a game. And she did have some spectacular games that skewed the average a little bit. But she averaged 23 points a game. This year so far she's averaging 10 points a game. Mm. That's a 13-point delta. Like, I need her to, like, you know, for your premier player, you need them in, in the 20s. But, like, a 13-point delta from expectations for last year, that's terrible. And I'm also concerned because now she's playing for KC. They have a new coach. They did win, but they played, you know, another team that hadn't won a game yet. Um, and so she's also playing in a new system, and she's... Like, when I see their lineup, I'm just a little bit confused because they they drafted... To, or they, they signed Abinia, who essentially does the same thing that Labonta does. So... How are they going to, like, divvy up responsibilities? And is she going to get less fantasy points because of it? There you go. That's new, my number one panic draft pick. New coach energy. 
Mm. So she did have 18 points last week, which was great. But still below her average from week to week last year. It's true. New system. By five. New system. Players are hurt around her. Um, She didn't make my list because I think the first week's a wash because she got in late, which she had a one-point game. So you look at 12 and then 18. So it's 15 points average the last two games she's played. So I'd be really worried if it was like six or still seven. eight below her average for yes. last year. Yeah, I'm confident she's talented. She's so talented. You saw what she she I'm put her team you, on her back last week. She's my number one pick for right. panic draft. Who's yours? This was a no contest for me. It's Ashley Sanchez. Hmm, interesting. Ashley Sanchez. This season, you ready for this? Yeah. First four games, zero goals, zero assists, three shots on goal, six shots, three key passes. After four games played last year, because she sat out an early one. So after her first four games played last year, ready for this? One goal, one assist, eight shots on goal, 11 shots, seven key passes. Yeah, not a strong start. Um, no. So Washington last year ran a 4-2-3-1. And Sanchez was playing most of the time as that top nine. So it wasn't three forwards. She was the one of the 4-2-3-1. And this season, Washington's running a 4-3-3 with Sanchez either in the middle third. She has played a game in the middle third, so in the midfield, or up front at the nine, but even with Rodman and Hatch. So she's not playing. She's not the, like, at one point, even with Rodman and Hatch, Sanchez was looked at as the prime scorer for the team. She was a number one. Yeah, a, or also the prime, like, playmaker, giving, yes. like, feeding the ball for assists, etc. She was a number yeah, one. in that attacking mid-roll. Yeah, she yeah. was a first-round pick. She's, it's like, okay, Robin, you're first overall. Like, yeah, Robin's the millionaire kid, but Sanchez was a first round pick. Um, so I don't think you're going to see her huge numbers like last year, as long as she's in this system. Like, it's just, we were expecting, it's like, there's only so much, so much scoring to go around in this team ever since they won the league in, uh, what was it? In 2021, they just can't score that well. You know, and then they had the, all the mess with the, it's all the, like, you know, it's just, they, they really dealt with it well, the team then in 21, but right now I just, yeah, it's like they had a their, hangover. Their in defense is actually pretty good, but the hatch Rodman, there's only so much to go around. And right now Rodman's on my team and she's the one that get her and hatch are float, keeping that team afloat. And I'll talk more about that later in the show with bold predictions. So I'm thinking uh, maybe LA should trade for Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you love her on the team? I'm just I saying. I would, but we not don't need her, her because she, she duplicates McCaskill. Not if you have an actual, like, her at the top. Just have her play at the top and the nine. It's uh, to switch it up a little okay, bit, you know? Okay. Focal. I could see that. That you could know? be interesting. So she's just not, I mean, it's early, but I am... Uh, I'm afraid. <laughs> I am panicked. <laughs> She's my number one panic pick. Um, that means I'm up again, and I should be filling in this draft. Oh, as are we, we snaking this? As, oh, we are snake. Of course, right, okay. this is this is this is real rules. All right. So you had Dabinia. Yeah. Which okay, and then I had uh, Sanchez. So okay, round two. Uh, I'm up again, and my next pick. I ha- I think I have to do this. Rose Lavelle. Here come the injuries. I mean, I hate doing this because she's a next level talent. We've all seen it for years, but when it comes to domestic play, she's really, she's really injury prone and she's still only like 27, 
but she's a liability on the fantasy roster. 2017, when she was drafted, she missed more than half the season with a ha- with a hamstring injury. She played 765 minutes that year. Still managed to re- win Rookie of the Year, though, right? That's insane. 2018, hamstring again, limits her minutes, plays 11 games, 426 minutes that year, even less. 2019, hamstring injury and the World Cup limited her games to six, 450 minutes. So a lot of that was World Cup. She played all four Challenge Cup games in 2020, which is cool, but that's a really small sample size. But then she was injured in December of that year in her knee playing for Man City. And then in 2021, she played in 11 matches, 930 minutes, which is like her best season ever. She hurt her ankle and battled back, battled back to play in the Olympics. And then 2022, she played in 14 games, which is huge, over 1,400 minutes, awesome year. She was still battling through an ankle injury last summer, and now another leg injury. It just says leg. And with the World Cup coming up, I don't think you can lean on Lavelle to play a lot of minutes for your squad. Uh, my guess is she's going to be lucky to reach 1,000 minutes this year. That's, you know, that's I think that might be lucky. That'd be a, it'd still be a really good year for her. She's a great player. You know, internationally, she is just so clutch. Yeah. But I don't think she's ever going to be the face of your fantasy team or even a franchise, sadly. Like, I'd love to see her front and center for a team because she's in that, like, super team in Seattle right now. So I'm, I'm, she, I'm officially panicked on her, if, especially if she's considered, like, a top three player for my team panicked rose lavelle who do you got yeah i mean i I would agree with that she's you know for fantasy points she's scoring as expected but that i think was just one week i've had her on the she's on my team i've had her on the ir since then and i didn't expect her to be a franchise player but i did expect her because of the fact that she's you know sporadic but i did expect her to like score me some points so i'm really panicking about the fact that another one of my like top draft picks is not scoring any points. Also, correction, Ashley Hatch won Rookie of the Year in 2017. There you go. Just a teammate yeah. of Sanchez. <laughs> Fun <right>. facts. <laughs> All right. What do you got? You got All two right. in a row. Yeah, okay. So uh, next I'm going to go Sagita. That's mine. I know. And I think that you way overpaid for her because she did surge at the end of last year and was scoring a ton of points. Um, but this year she has the second biggest point Delta in averages from last year to this year, mm. um, behind, uh, who'd I pick first Dabinia. Um, she's tied with Sanchez for, you know, eight points lower than her average last year. Um, yeah, she basically went from 16 to eight. She's not on double digits. She's not getting full playing time. So I think you should be panicking about that. That's a good point. I would be panicking if I wasn't undefeated. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. <laughs> Hang on. Dick. But it's true. I, did, I, I drafted her round seven. Round seven. So if you look at the other players that are keeping my team afloat, meaning Sophia Smith and Rodman and Tullus Joyce and Morgan Weaver and Megan Rapino and Ebony Salmon, all drafted before her, it's not bad. Um, and it also evens out that you get Beth, Bethany Balser in the ninth round. That'll that'll uh, even out the Sagita pick. <laughs> but um, I, I'm not... Uh, right. Do you feel better about yourself now? Yeah, I do. Okay, great. But most teams, if you were basing off of last year, probably would have drafted her pretty high and are a little disappointed because she's on she's on Portland. You're like, everyone's scoring on Portland except for Sagita, except for week one. She, did, she scored week one. But other than that, so if you're really banking on her, like let's say you only have like a Portland star and she's it. You probably have to look elsewhere. All right. You're scared and you're in the third round. All right. <sighs> I'm going to go Alex Morgan. 
What? Yeah. Another what? big delta between what she did last year and what she did this year. You know, last year she was like straight out of the gate, super hot, you know, ahead in the golden boot all year. This year, I don't even have the stats up. Um, but yeah, sure, average is 11 points per game versus 18 points per game last year. Um, so this is a person that you draft as a franchise player. She went in the first round in our pick, you know, and if you're in, in our league. So um, I'd be panicking about her right now because she doesn't seem to be on fire the way she was last year. So I think she's going to underperform. Isn't it? Isn't there also a, an argument to be made about her is that she completely overperformed last year that like anything's going to be looked at this year as possibly a drop off? Yeah, but it's still making people panic for fantasy. If you've got a person that's supposed to be a franchise player that's scoring 11 points every week, that's not, that's not going to get you there. I'm still confident she's going to put up, she'll like, she'll drop like a three goal game, you know? Yeah, she will. Are you panicked enough One that week. if you had her, would you, are you trading her to get a lot? I'm just, I'm, yeah. throw, I'm throwing it if out someone there. someone threw me a good hey, offer. I'm 0-4 and have Alex Morgan. Hint, hint. <laughs> hey, 4-0 person. Do you want Alex Morgan? But if you could trade me Weaver and Rodman, like you would do that in a heartbeat if you're Alex. Would you do that? Like, Would you trade for Weaver and Rodman for if you had Alex Morgan? Yeah. Would you trade for just Weaver? No. So that's the kicker right there. Because Alex for, Morgan still scored more goals than Weaver has so far. And I feel like that's going to be Bethany Balser? <laughs> Isn't that funny? I how feel like those are neck and neck. Isn't that great? Those are equal. Yeah. Wow, what a gamer. Um, okay, that's just fun. I like doing that. It's a what if. All right, what is got. this, bottom of the third? Yep. So I have to, I'm, I have to keep up with the, who we're drafting here. Um, so who did I draft in the second round? Lavelle. Oh, yeah, Lavelle. And then you had... And the second round. Sugita. Sugita. And then now you've got Morgan. Yeah. Um, so I've got my two. So into the third round, I am going to go Kristen Hamilton. <laughs> She's on my team. She had 100. Now, this is our first injured pick. So it's a little cheating because if you look at our squad, you're like, well, of course. Yeah. I'm not going to play. But I had to because she had 181 points last year, which is pretty good. And we have no reports on this knee injury, which is really concerning. Like, I've scoured the internet, there's no updates on like how significant this is. She honestly became last year, remember how for a while it was like she had some big, she was up and down. She finally got to a point where it's was like, I'm going to put Kristen Hamilton on my team and be okay with it. Yeah, consistent performer. Because Kansas City consistent, was solid her, performance. Kaiser, Labonta, yeah. everyone scoring points. Yeah. But now that Kansas City, like there's all these injuries, you know, I drafted her in the eighth round this year. So, that's the reason, because you're that, that consistent. But Kansas City needs her to spark the entire offense, and she still hasn't made it back. So it makes me think the injury is way more significant than just like, oh, I'm on the IR, and you know I'll be back. So I'm going to keep her on my IR spot, because I'm 4-0. Not to mention it again, sorry. But <laughs> she eye rolls. Um, because she still has value for me right now. I can afford to do it. But if you're struggling and she's taking up your IR spot, then you may want to let her go in a few weeks to free that up if you need more room for another IR spot. Like we have people on our, on our like all the valuable people that are injured from week to week, you might need someone where it's like, hey, let's say Rodman gets banged up. Like, okay, I'm obviously going to drop Hamilton to, to make that move um, or, you know, 
it, but if you're struggling, like you can't hold on to people much longer than this. This, this is like a wide array, but this is a huge disappointment because I was expecting Kristen Hamilton to be a top 20 scorer in the league this year, like for real. And wow. she's just, just sitting on the bench hurt. So that's my third pick All right. is Hamilton. And so now it's me again. Snake it. Um, snaking. My next pick, this is going to be, this is tough. Because I've I, I basically have three players and I have two picks left that like three high players are all ranked pretty equally, but I think I got to go with Taylor Korniak. Hmm. Um, slow start, missed a few games, probably trying to be healthy for a World Cup run. So that's another thing that got me with picking some of these players like Lavelle, World Cup player, battles injuries. Korniak, she had an illness last week. But she's she's got she said three matches played, but only two started. Um, she hasn't been as involved in this San Diego offense this year. They did pick up some other players internationally that I think have hurt her. She has played in three matches. She has one key pass. Oof. We all know key passes are worth a couple points in our league. They're pretty big. And last year she had fourteen for the whole season. So she's not on pace for that. This is staggering. So last year her shot creating action you know, which is any pass or anything that leads to a shot. She had point, she has 0.43 per game this year. Last year, she finished with 2.72 shot creating actions per game. Wow. So she was just much more involved last year. Goal creating action. She had, or this year she has points. Uh, no, sorry. This is last season. She had 0.66 goal creating actions per game. So you could count on, most likely, every game, she's pretty good chance she's involved in a goal somehow in creating that action. This year, it's zero. It's a flat-out zero. Once again, four games. But chances are you probably drafted Korniak pretty high or you had some high expectations thinking, okay, she's kind of the number two, maybe the number two on this San Diego team. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of talent with Shaw and everything, mm-hmm. but... I thought this is the number two. She's going to get a lot of like she's going to get a lot of headers from corners. Yeah. She's going to be involved. Totally. No, and I don't know. I don't know what the illness was last week. I hope she's okay. But once again, like Lavelle, another World Cup player who I think, you know, might be favoring that a little bit. You know, like uh, let's let's not push it before you know mm-hmm. July. So that's mine. So what's your? Uh, you've got two in a row. You've got the bottom of the fourth round here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ordonez. Really? Yeah. This is so surprising. I can't believe we don't. So I, you haven't stolen any of my players, and I haven't stolen any of yours. But really, no, I or, had I had Lavelle, but she was low on my pick list. Um, and I also had Sanchez. She was pretty high on my pick list. So you really, you kind of, you stole Sanchez. I all right, I would have drafted her. But why Ordonez? I want to. I mean, she just isn't gelling. I mean, yes, she had a slow start last year, and then she was a monster point scorer for me. But. But she was averaging 15 points per game last year. And this year she's averaging 9.25. So that's an almost seven point delta per game. And she's just, I just feel like she's she's in a new team. It's a different system. They're not necessarily feeding a lot of stuff into her in the way that North Carolina was because they also have Salmon, who's a really prolific and great scorer. And they also have Sanchez, who is, you know, a playmaker and a scorer. And they're fussing with their lineup it's changed you know tonight from the past couple of weeks and I just don't think that they've found like the right fit so she's really she's another person that I need to score in double digits every week and she's really underperforming for me you think it's something to be said about because when I watch Houston play I really like what I see 
They've only won one right, game. Right, but it seems like their offense is is gelling around Sanchez, not Ordonez. Is it weird, though, that do you want... Is this like a Dabinia thing? It's a little different, but where you want a really good player on like a mediocre team who's the focal instead of being a really good player on a stacked front line and then everything's dispersed. You know what I mean? Like it, like Ordonez would have those, like in this system, I don't know. She, I'd rather have how a, many braces a, is she a good player get? on a good team. Yeah, just all around. Yeah. Yeah, that depends. If the team's Portland, there's, there's, yeah. There's more chances. It's a tough, that's a tough question because like you look at all, it's tough. And I, I like Ordonez. I actually think she's going to bounce back. It doesn't look like tonight she's going to put up a lot of points. But I think they started Yay. playing again, but... Um, all right, so you got Ordonez. I, I really like her. I, th- yeah. I think she's going to be okay. Um, does that mean you're open to trading her? Make me an offer. Okay, what do you need? Let's do it live on the air. I need more uh, more predictable, more productive offense. Like you want something that's like, hey, I, I know you're going to get me 13 points? Yeah. Okay, we'll talk. All right. What's your oh, so pick? you're not going to do this? No, I was just teasing. Hey. Okay. Rolling that back immediately. What do you got? All right, all right. All right, well, so you can tell from these picks that I'm especially panicked about my fantasy team, but I'm going to go for pick five, Jaden Shaw. Mm. This could be, this might be my week one overreaction. I didn't think so. She had a monster week one and she was undrafted. So I picked her up in week two. She scored me 20 points. I felt very smug, but she scored me four points the last two weeks. So I'm a little concerned that that was an overreaction. Yeah, four point weeks in a row. Four, four. Yeah. 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 Is it a true panic though? Is that a, is that a real, are you really, are you, are you just, you're just panicked Again, about the pickup? I have three offensive players that are underperforming against expectations. I need Dabini to be scoring almost in the twenties every week. And I need Shaw and Ardonia to be scoring in double digits every week. And they are not doing that. Well, you picked up Yasmin Ryan. So I did. that could help out again this week. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, man, Jaden, I kind of agree with you on Jaden. I'd be panicked too, and I would be thinking about seriously dropping or trading her. Like if she has a big week, like if she puts up a dozen points this week, just try to trade her high. Seems like a trade high kind of player to me. Yeah, you know, off a good week. Yeah. Um. Okay. Last pick. All right. Who you got? I'm down to two players. So, oh man, I mean, I could go real obvious, but I don't know how 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 high. You know, I'm going to go Tatum Milazzo, who I drafted as well. <laughs> But this was kind of linked to my other player, who's a uh, a honorable mention, which which was Alyssa Nair. Oh, because but I went with Milazzo because last year, and this is linked. Chicago had seven clean sheets. This year so far, zero goose egg. Milazzo had thirty five interceptions last year, or in her in her last ten games of the season. Thirty five. This season, she has four in five games. Wondering why you drafted her. <laughs> so she had 51 interceptions total last season, but she's on pace for 22 this year. Yeah. Which is a huge dip. So I was expecting when I get Milazzo, a defense who's pretty tight and a defender who gets in on the action. Mm-hmm. And none of that has happened. Mm. The first week of the season, she, if I look at my team, she had three points, then five, then two, then five. So I dropped her this week to pick up Kristen Westfall uh, for San Diego. Because at this point, I want people who are going to get clean sheets. And right now, Sheridan's killing it. And right now, the defensive back line for San Diego is killing it. So give me them. But I am linking. I'm just going to get in the, uh, as I put down Milazzo on our draft sheet, 
Uh, I just want to mention Nair. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's going. I don't. I, you know me. I like I like athletes who have are veterans, but we're looking at someone who's got a ton of mileage of international play and domestic play. I don't know what's going on here. She's her, just better internationally. Her goals allowed per ninety minutes. She's just better internationally. It's all it is. Three. She's a better defense in front of her, and she has like that kind of high pressure experience. No, it's true. I like her internationally, but isn't it's amazing how you get her domestically. And she's not even in our top. Even when she was performing decently, she usually wasn't on the roster. Or if she was, she was kind of backed yeah, up. Yeah, no, I I feel like she's that's been consistent year. But over what's year. going on? She's she's at her goals allowed per ninety minutes this year is three. It's the highest of her career by a huge margin. It's because it got rolled last week by all right. Yeah, but you could always count on her on, in fantasy at least to be like, oh, I don't have a goalie. I'm picking up Nair because she'll do all right. It's alarming, I want, and it's early, but it's a little alarming that, that she's allowed so many goals. Just saying, and wow. it's, isn't it also odd? I'm going to like knock on wood and like <laughs> do like positive juju around here because you're fucking freaking me out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have anxiety for the whole isn't World it, Cup now. Isn't it Just odd, stop. too, Just that all on. three goalies from the World Cup team aren't rostered and are... Uh, is that true? Or no, is there one? No, I think someone has Nair. No, I think they got dropped. Someone dropped her? Yeah, I think uh, Jess dropped her. So is Bella Bixby on the national team? No, she's still rostered. She's just not starting. Oh, you're right. That's no, I, I'm Bella Dropper. Bixby is like the person that peaked too late to get reps in on the national team, but probably should be. Yeah. So the final draft, uh, it, did you have any honorable mentions? No, I feel pretty comfortable with, with, uh, draft, the so draft so far. Holly team. Holly is Dabinia, Sagita, Alex Morgan, Ordonez and Jaden Shaw. Team Jared is Ashley Sanchez, Lavelle, Hamilton, Corniak, and Milazzo. That's a pretty good. Maybe we'll put that on Twitter. Who's got All the right. more scare? Who? Which? Which five players? <laughs> which teams gives you more anxiety? <laughs> would give you more anxiety if you? Which team gives you? more And anxiety? I might have cheated with Hamilton, but I had you to, totally cheated. But with I had Hamilton. to pick someone who's injured. You can't I, pick someone on the IR because they're obviously going to score you zero points. But it's panic because we most leagues have an IR spot. And then that's a legit no. worry in a fantasy league. I can't let them sit there too long. A legit worry. I wasn't right. trying to cheat to get right, the fine. votes, but get the votes. All right, fine. Uh, let's get bold. <laughs> bold predictions, week five. Take it away, Jared. It's time to get bold with predictions. It's time for bold predictions. I totally forgot that Slow we... Slow jams in the studio. <laughs> I forgot that we... Usually recap. I got I got the recap. I got For the both recap. of us? Yeah, I got it. Oh, okay. All right. So my bold prediction last week was Earth Sign with the San Diego Wave. Never have I been so thrilled to be wrong. Because so we got her. Yeah. Earth Signs with Angel City FC. And I do feel still a little bit smug because when I did my breakdown of all the teams uh, in our last episode, I had the only two teams that were really serious contenders were ACFC and San Diego wave. So you giving a, I'm giving myself 0.5 for that. There's so many 0.5s today. Yeah. A block All right. 0.5. All right. I'm also giving you 0.5 because your prediction was current upset the red stars on the road. True. Dabinia scores over 20 points. False. Not true. But you got 18. Yes. I feel good because it was her best week. I'm giving myself 0.7. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so what's, what's bold this week? I just was not inspired this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to you. What's your prediction? Oh, all right. Um, my prediction that's very bold this week is Rodman gets a double, meaning any combination of goals and or assists. So this week, I think you can feel confident that she'll get two assists, two goals, a goal and an assist. But Chicago is leaking goals this year. And I don't see why it would stop now. They've given up at least two goals per game this season. And they gave, uh, it's, uh, and it's, so what is it? Three goals against per week on average, which is crazy. So Washington is only averaging 1.25 goals per week. But when they do score, it's either Hatch or Rodman. Five goals for the team. Three for Hatch, two for Rodman. The team has three assists this year. Two for Bailey, one for Rodman. She's always involved. She's also leading the team in key passes this year with six. That's 25% of the team's key passes. So a team that's really shaky defensively and doesn't has kind of lost their identity a little bit with uh, Swanson getting hurt. I like, even though Washington had donuts last week, you can always feel confident with Hatch and Rodman. And I think it's this is the week. This is the double. This is the two goals. This is the two assists. This is something like that on her uh, resume this week. I like it. So, yeah. That's a good prediction. That's my bold I like the breakdown. Um, Just a side note. So, this is a bi-weekly podcast. So, now on our uh, uh, the off uh, fantasy weeks... I, we launched last week a new show, Keeper's Odds. So it was a nice 10-minute podcast, very tight. It was just uh, I was predicting the odds for the week and giving you bets, NWSL bets. And did you make money? I did. And I will Amazing. Be, I will be recapping that la- uh, this uh, next week on the show. But it's basically, and, and I made the rules after I uh, I, I bet, but it's <laughs> the, the my big main bets are $100 bets, and then my side bets that I talk about are $10 bets. But I believe three of the four main bets hit last week. Nice. And so we did really well. So join us every other Friday night for Keeper's Odds. Cool. I support your fake gambling habit. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Oh, that was fun. Um game you're looking forward to most this weekend of the list is it angel city i mean yeah i want to see like how our offense gels um but we're also playing portland so but always fun to watch a game that's in portland yeah um nerve-wracking let me see what else am i looking forward to hold on scrolling through the schedule as you scroll the we're obviously angel city fans so we're going to be glued to the television there but i want to see the rain play I'm looking forward to the rain versus Louisville because the rain are on fire. Yes. It's Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. I'm excited for that game. Yes. The first game on Saturday. Um, I'll put it as a side note, could be sneaky good, is Kansas City and Gotham on Sunday. The only Sunday game, I think Kansas City is just getting healthier. New coach. I think you're going to see more of Dabinia. I'm not panicking. And uh, Gotham is actually looking good this year. Three and one. So yeah, I just they're tied. They're in a three-way tie in second place in the league right now. Yeah, That's, if you've got uh, players unexpected. this year, they are so exciting fantasy this year. It's like it's like Purse and Williams are just killing it. Yeah. So that Thank game God. feels like really like star power. Dabinia, Purse, Williams. Let's go. Yeah, Mewis. So, oh God. Yeah, man, Mewis. Maybe we'll have a we need a we need a Mewis podcast just de- devoted to. Are we panicking? <laughs> <laughs> just for her. <laughs> All right. Right. Yep. Enjoy the games this week. Bye.